We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike. And she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi, everyone. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is Season 2, Episode 6, for February 8th, 2021. And today we are concluding our look at Walt's Nine Old Men. This is part three of our series, and we are taking a look at um, Eric Larson, Wooly Reitherman, I don't know how to say it, and John Lounsbury. So those are the last three of the Nine Old Men that we have to cover, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. There's a lot of great history in all this. So Mm -hmm. I think that it really, from, from my historical leanings it really it just i just love it so i hope you guys are loving it too definitely but like like everything this week we have some cheddar from the big cheese and we want to go over that first and we have some exciting news um last friday february 5th the liberty square riverboat in tom sawyer island reopened early and we're not talking like a day early we're talking like a month early right brenda right right so that is huge we are so excited because i mean we had just reported that it wasn't going to be open till march and then bam they disney did a number on us and they said hey let's show up that on the road with mickey group because they don't know what they're talking about (laughs) (laughs) but I don't care if we don't know what we're talking about. We're just excited that it's open. And you can go hang out at Tom Sawyer Island, bring your lunch, just relax, go look at the caves, do the barrel bridge. You know, you can ride on on the riverboat. You can see the Liberty Bell. You can see the parts of the park that you don't see very often. Take time to smell the roses. That's what those two attractions are about. Exactly. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, Sophie, what do you got for us? I have some Disney Plus news. And for those of you who are as into Disney Plus as I am, you probably can already guess what I'm talking about. The streaming network Disney Plus, obviously that's what it is, has received Golden Globe nominations for three of the things that you can find on it. Hamilton, The Mandalorian, and Soul. In my personal opinion, this is not a surprise at all considering how well received all of these things were. Right. Definitely. So let's hope that The Mandalorian actually gets a Golden Globe Award because I would really like that. 
Me yes. too. And it deserves it. Mm-hmm. It does. And then, Miss Brenda, I think it's your turn. I do. I have some refurbishment news. The Mad Tea Party and Swiss Family Treehouse are closed for for, uh, for short refurbishments. Uh, Mad Tea Party will be closed February 22nd to March 4th. And Swiss Family Treehouse will be closed March 12th through 25th. All right. All right. So remember that if you're getting ready to visit the park. And fortunately, it's not like Big Thunder Mountain or seven dwarfs mine train or something like that closing so yeah, and they're short refurbishments so i think yeah. i think we'll see a lot of those little tiny refurbishments because they're sprucing things up for the 50th i think i think so, so yay so, mm-hmm. i can't wait and over at that other park we know is universal <laughs> orlando resort and we love universal too we just oh, don't yes. talk about it nearly as much but over at universal Uh, Two bits of information. One is Volcano Bay Water Park is reopening on February 27th. And not so good news from my perspective, because I loved the show. Um, Turns out that the Blue Man Group, which is over at City Walk, is no longer going to be performing there. They are going to be performing i think when when things reopen they're going to be in vegas and new york and some Mm. other venues but they are closing their run at at um universal city walk and that that kind of bums me out because i wanted to take sophie and cindy to see it because they've never seen it no i've um, never seen it so we'll just have to go to vegas huh soph (laughs) <laughs> I think that's the one place mommy and I agree that I am never setting foot in. <laughs> well, anyway, Blue Man Group was there for 14 years and I really liked that show, so I'm bummed too. Oh well. Oh, Moving well. on. We got one more bit and Brenda, what do we got? Well, uh, Disney's released new Key to the World card designs. It's a set of six. They're Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Donald, and Daisy. And these new Key to the World cards are what has replaced the Magic Bands for yeah. So if you don't have Magic Bands, you can buy Magic Bands. If you don't want to buy Magic Bands you and you're staying at, on property, you'll be given a Key to the World card. And it's kind of like what it used to be before magic bands um and and, you know they want you to use your phone to get into the room and all that and use it for your tickets and all that i just that's too much headache for me i like my magic band i do Um, too and you know (laughs) if i don't have my magic band then i'll take a key to the world card because that's what we used to use Mm -hmm. um but i just don't really see myself ever pulling out my phone to to open my door you know, I just don't see myself doing that. So, yeah, sorry. I can, <laughs> I can kind of see it if, like, for using fast passes and whatnot and all that stuff. But when it comes to the security of the place where you are sleeping at night, I don't think I could trust my phone with that information. Good, good point, yeah. Sophie. Definitely yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. anyway, so that's all that we have for the Cheddar from the Big Cheese. Obviously, you can find ways to connect to us and the show notes and all that stuff. I think it's time we move on to our roundtable talk. Yay. Okay.
Well, you want to introduce us, Sophie? I mean, I would love to, since you're going first, Daddy. <laughs> okay, well, go for it. So, so what are we talking about? So this week, we are concluding our three-week topic on the nine old men. We are going to be talking about the last three of Walt's nine old men. We have already talked about six before in the prior two weeks, and this week we are talking about Eric Larson, John Lounsbury, and Wolfgang Wooly Reitherman. Okay. All right. So I'm going first, right, girls? Yep. He is the only one that hasn't gone first, so he goes first. Okay. Well, like Sophie said, I am talking about Eric Larson. He is um, the third of the nine old men, and he was born September 3rd, 1905. He was from Utah. I don't know exactly where in Utah. Um, He was the third of the nine old men, and he started on June 1st, 1933. Um, And as Sophie will tell us, that's the same day that Willie Reitherman started, but Wooly was hired um, like a few days before June 1st. So officially, I think Wooly is number two, and that makes Eric Larson number three. Yeah. Um, but he started as an assistant animator on The Tortoise and the Hare and Two Gun Mickey. And he has a lot of other achievements in the animation world. He, um, was the animation director and designed Figaro the Cat for Pinocchio. He also animated the horses and centaur centaurs for the pastoral symphony sequence in Fantasia. He assisted Mark Davis in creating Cinderella and he animated, um, Caterpillar for the 1951 Alice in Wonderland movie. Perhaps his most famous sequence, though, is the Flight to Neverland, and that is from the 1953 movie Peter Pan. Um, Beautiful. He, of course, like all of the other um, nine old men, he was involved in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because that's what they were originally were hired on, was to work on that for... Um, to get that built up. He also was involved in Bambi. Um, he was involved in, I think it's a short called So Dear to My Heart. Um, he was involved in Mary Poppins. And he was involved in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. So, so a lot of different um, areas of animation that Eric Larson brought to the table. And his last character animation work was as a consultant and it's for the 1986 movie the great mouse detective so awesome now there was a lot more animation than just what we talked about but um i think in my opinion though the greatest legacy that eric larson's career um as a member of nine old men was that after walt passed away in 1966 Eric Larson, along with Walt Stanchfield, was placed in charge of finding and training new talent. Wow. And the list of some of those names, these are household names, people. You may not know who Eric Larson is, but I can bet your bottom dollar that you've heard 
of Brad Brad Bird, or maybe if you haven't, you know his movies, The Incredibles, The Incredibles 2, Ratatouille, Tomorrowland. Maybe you've heard of Don Bluth, who worked with The Rescuers and Pete's Dragon. Maybe you've heard of a guy named Tim Burton, who... <laughs> <laughs> who directed The Nightmare Before Christmas along with, what, a hundred other movies, perhaps? <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Maybe you know Ron Clements, who was involved with The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and The Princess and the Frog, among others. Maybe you've heard of Andreas Deja, who was involved in Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Maybe you've heard of Glenn Keane, and I, this is a side note, but Glenn Keane is the son of Bill Keane, who was the creator of the Family Circus comic strip. Awesome. And Glenn Keane was involved in Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Tangled. Or maybe there's this, this unknown guy. I, I threw him in here just because. <laughs> um, and, and, and his name just happens to be John Lasser. John Lasseter came through the training program that Eric Larson had. And, and you might know John Lasseter as the guy who developed the Toy Story franchise, the Cars franchise, you know, the, the guy who runs Pixar, the, yeah. the guy who's done everything <laughs> in animation that I think he can do. <laughs> so yeah. those are just some of the guys. And don't forget he bought Ollie's Vacation Home. And that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. true. The train in the backyard. That's right. <laughs> but um, but you know that is just a handful of the guys, the people, the animators that came through that training program, and it was because of that training program that that Eric Larson has the nickname the beloved mentor, and I can just see that. You know, I can just picture it. Um, you know, Eric Larson, he retired in February of 1986, a few months before I would graduate from high school, I might add. <laughs> there you go. After 52 years with Disney, and I, and I just happen to be 52, turning 53 soon. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and he was the last of the nine old men to retire. But sadly, he passed away just two years later. So, mm. and I got a quote concerning him from Andreas Deja, who said, No one was more concerned with passing on the Disney legacy than Eric. That's awesome. So, I think that mission accomplished as far as that legacy, you know? For sure. I mean, just just imagining and seeing if if that program hadn't been developed what what would have happened would would oh, would yeah. those would disney still be doing disney type animation stuff you know yeah so just that's cool awesome. stuff cool stuff pretty cool mm-hmm. so so that's what i've got for eric larson and i'm and i'm glad that i talked about him I'm glad that we that we did this series and that we were able to to look at some of these things. So. Me too. Yep. So Brenda, topic. you're up next. Well, this week I am sharing about John Lounsbury 
Uh, John Mitchell Lounsbury was born March 9, 1911 in Cincinnati, Ohio, but he was raised in Colorado and he loved the outdoors. Um, he, well, he died in February, February 13, 1976 at the age of 64. He was, uh, one of his instructors was really impressed with him at the um, Art Center School of Design in Los Angeles and told him that he needed to interview with Walt Disney. So he made the way for him to go and interview with Walt Disney and he was the eighth hire of Walt's nine old men. He was hired on July 2nd, 1935, beginning as an assistant animator on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Of course, because everyone was working on that at the time. Um, he was working under Norm Ferguson, and he became okay. a star animator very quickly. Um, John was shy by nature and very lighthearted. It said that he probably had more pencils than words. He was very quiet. Um, he is said to have been quiet, modest, self-sacrificing, helpful, unselfish, and had no trace of either anger or temper. I don't think I've ever known a person who had no trace of anger or temper. So he must have been completely mild-mannered, really, really a pleasure, I'm sure, for everyone who worked with him. John was mm -hmm. quiet and a shy person with a circus inside of him, is what honoree John Pomeroy said about him. Frank and Ollie said that as a draftsman, Lounsbury was ideal for animation. He was a terrific cartoon actor. And Ollie and Frank also said that no matter how bad a situation might be, John could always make some funny observation to lighten the situation. So I'm sure he was a really great guy to work with. They called him Lounds at the office as a, as a nickname. He was respected for his incredibly strong draftsmanship, versatility, and ability to animate broad, cartoony characters in a believable way to put together with a very solid drawing style. And no one else could animate Ward Kimball or Milk Call their characters equally well to John. His animation career started with several Pluto shorts and he was known for the squashy, stretchy feel um, for his characters. And he, there's a very long list of characters that he did. Um, he, one of his favorites was Ben Alligator from Fantasia, Dance of the Hours. He also did Horse, Bruno the Dog, Lucifer and Gus and others in Cinderella. Cheshire Cat, Caterpillar, Rose in the Flowers and Mad Hatter for Alice in Wonderland. George Darling and Peter Pan, Tony, Joe, Bull and Tramp from Lady and the Tramp, The Kings in Sleeping Beauty, Al, Eeyore, and Gopher in The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And then he was promoted to animation director, which um, according to people interviewed, he did not enjoy being a director like he enjoyed being just an animator, but he was a director. He was promoted and co-directed Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. And then just to name a few of the other ones he served as animation director on, there were Dumbo, Song of the South, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, and 101 Dalmatians. And his last film he was working on was The Rescuers. Um, unfortunately, he was still directing at the studios when he died of heart failure during a heart surgery. Oh. Mm. Um, he had other... Um, 
accomplishments like the Annie Award, the Windsor McKay Award in 1986, and of course being named as a, a Disney legend in 1989. So for his family life, he married Florence Louise Hurd. He had three children, Kenneth, Andrea, and John Keith. And John Lounsbury was, you know, an outdoorsman and a country boy, so he moved his family out to the country so he drove about 25 miles each way to go to work every day uh, at the studios um, in the daytime he was an animator but at night and on the weekends he was stringing barbed wire medicating large animals laying bricks and pouring concrete <laughs> <laughs> medicating large animals that's right and uh, ken his son described him as a renaissance worker and so imaginative with his fingertips but at home John always carried pliers in his pocket. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. He, he truly enjoyed farm life. They had chickens and lambs and horses, and the kids would show their animals um, and take them to auction and get ribbons and then try to sell them for their highest price for their steers. Mm -hmm. um, Jake, the youngest, had go-karts, so they had a lot of fun with that, too. Andrea Ooh. was an equestrian, and John used to write to Andrea when she was in college, and once he wrote her a letter that was from their pug dog and told her everything that had been happening at home, and he drew sketches to include in it. <laughs> she still has that letter, so. He drove a 1951 Chevy pickup in Forest Green. There you go. And John was the shortest-lived of Walt's nine old men and the first to die. Um, he was truly missed by his fellow animators as they carried on uh, with the rescuers. So that's it for John. I wish I'd known him. He sounds like a great person and really special. All of these guys were just special human beings, and they contributed so much to wonderful magic in our lives. It carries on forever. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you want to hear... Uh... A quote I found, Brenda? Of course. It's from animator Don Bluth. Um, and he said, John was not a pretentious man, but very much a teacher, very kind and very sharing with all of his information. I think very that nice. I think what you said, I think that quote just sums it up because that that's exactly what you described in your in your discussion about him. So, yep. so nice. thank you, Brenda. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. So, and that, well, and that takes us to that, Sophie. That, leads, that leaves just me. Just one more. The best well, for last, right, Sophie? Well, I like to think so. Yes. <laughs> Go for it, honey. <laughs> so I am talking about Wolfgang Wooly Reitherman. He was born June 26, 1909, and he is actually an immigrant. He was born in Munich, Germany. Nice. And his family moved to America when he was a child. And he attended Pasadena Junior College. And for a brief time, he was a draftsman for Douglas Aircraft before going to Schoenard Art Institute and graduating in 1933. He was invited to Disney Studios after a 
art instructor named Philip L. Dyke, not related to Vic, D Vic Van Dyke that I know of, showed his watercolors to Disney, and Disney invited him to the studios and suggested that Reitherman should be an animator instead of a watercolorist like he had intended. And it is true that he began working at Disney on the same day as Eric Larson, but he was hired on May 21st, 1933. He began work on June 1st, like was said. So he is officially the second one to be come a nine. Yep. yep, he is the second. And his first project, he actually worked on a lot of Silly Symphony cartoons many of which I am quite fond of, and his first was one called Funny Little Bunnies, and it's an Easter cartoon. It's very nice, I very much enjoy it, and it is the first of many that he worked on. He worked on The Wise Little Hen, The Goddess of Spring, and many others, and of course, he worked on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. He was actually the one who animated the Slave and the Magic Mirror, as it is called. You know that face in the Magic Mirror when the evil queen goes and asks, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? He was the one who animated that face that we see. Wow. So mm -hmm. cool. He also animated Monstro the Whale from Pinocchio. He is responsible for the dinosaur scene in Fantasia, and he animated many of Timothy Q. Mouse in Dumbo, many of the scenes that Timothy is in. However, he also took a break from Disney Studios. When World War II broke out, he left the studios and served in the Air Force until he was discharged in February of 1946. He had the rank of major at his discharge and he earned the Distinguished Flying Cross after serving in Africa, China, India, and the South Pacific. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And when he came home, he met and married Janie Marie McMillan and they had three sons and those sons are famous for contributing voice lines in many Disney films, including Mowgli from The Jungle Book, Christopher Robin in Winnie the Pooh, and Arthur, or Wart, from The Sword and the Stone. Speaking of The Sword and the Stone, after returning to the Disney Studios, in the late 1950s, he was promoted from being just an animator to being a sequence director, and then again to becoming a sole director, the first sole director in Disney Studios with his work, The Sword in the Stone. He was the one to direct that, and he was the only one to direct that, and he was the first time a single man had directed a feature-length film in the awesome. studios. Yes, he's also animated the Headless Horseman scene from The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. He animated, he directed and animated the dragon fight in Sleeping Beauty and the Twilight Bark from 101 Dalmatians. He's also 
directed a lot of scenes from Alice in Wonderland. He directed the scene where Jacques and Gus are stealing the beads in Cinderella. There are a lot of things that he has directed and animated. Peter Pan, he directed and animated Captain Hook. He directed and animated the alley dogs and the tramp and the rat scene in Lady and the Tramp. And there are many other things that he was the producer of, such as the Aristocats, Robin Hood, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, a short, and many others. And the last well-known movie that he was set to direct was The Fox and the Hound. But due to a creative dispute with his co-director, Art Stevens, he was taken off of the project and went to direct some others. However, none of the other projects came into fruition and he retired in 1981. And unfortunately, Ritherman died unexpectedly in a car crash in 1985. He was 75 years old and he was named a Disney legend along with all the others in 1989. Okay. Thank you, Sophie. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sophie. I have a quote for um, Willie Reitherman too, if you want me to tell you, Sophie. Yes, please. This is from Ward Kimball. And Ward said, he didn't think he was a good artist, even though he was. He was always stuck with the chase scene stuff because most people hated to do that. But Wooly got a big kick out of doing fast action, wild out stuff, and he did it well. So that explains why he did so many of those action scenes mm -hmm. um, with the, like the dragon fight and so forth. So, mm -hmm. well, that so. is our nine old men discussion i do have a quote that um is attributed to mark davis that i think kind of um sums it up in a nutshell um what's really cool about about the nine old men and, and everything like that and mark davis said um he said it's nice that people recognize our work it was a str very strange business and that we were kept anonymous throughout our entire careers. This wasn't too happy for artists who would have liked to have signed their work and seen their names on the screen just like anyone else. But to find out that we're getting credit for what we did is a far cry from the old days when everybody thought Walt Disney did all the drawing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. it's kind of cool that that through history and through the passage of time people are able to see all the cool things that that they did and to come up with the really neat stuff you know and to realize wow look at all the stuff that they did um and some things that will never be seen again you know that just you just you just can't imagine anything like it being made again you know so mm -hmm. so that's kind of cool um but that wraps up our feature topic. So let's move on to our Disney Who's Who character. And Sophie, 
I'm not even going to let you guess because there's no point in it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I am just going to tell you that since I talked about the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland, that the caterpillar is my choice. And there is no did you know, but um, I guess you can call this a did you know. But anyway, did you know that the caterpillar is one of the more helpful characters Alice encounters in Wonderland? I never considered any of them to be helpful whatsoever. <laughs> well, Not with you, Sophie, it is with his help that she learns how to grow bigger and smaller. The caterpillar has a passion for recitation and grammar and tends to over-enunciate certain words when he speaks. He is one of the calmer residents of Wonderland, but he isn't entirely without a temper. He gets very angry when his height is mocked <laughs> or when people fail to understand the hints he is giving them. The caterpillar also seems to be rather forgetful as he is unable to remember people from one meeting to another. And maybe that's because he's always smoking from a hookah pipe, right? Exactly. <laughs> Goodness gracious, that caterpillar. I know. What a mess. Ooh. Oh, you. Well, like I said, I didn't have any did you know, but um, but we made our own did you know. And, right. and my Walt Disney quote, I think, sums it up entirely like one of the best quotes about the nine old men. Um, and, and this speaks to the vision of Walt, right? Brenda, because, right. because basically Walt said of all the things I've done, the most vital is coordinating those who work with me and aiming their efforts at a certain goal, you know, motivating his troops in essence, to, hey, we need to make this movie. We need to open this park and getting everyone to buy in and to do it and to do it in such a way that it was like world renowned. Mm -hmm. You know, that's right. That pretty much sums up what kind of what kind of motivator that Walt Disney was. So, so as for us, that wraps up this week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> I am clueless. My brain is fried and I don't just don't know. <laughs> so girls, do either of you have any topic ideas? And Brenda, do you want to join us on a regular basis or do you just want to be a guest here? And oh, there? I'd love to join you on a regular basis. Well, yeah, because Sophie, do we need to vote? I am. I'm going to be really sad to see her go. Well, then I say so, that's a vote for yes, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes, well, she needs to join us regularly. Okay. That's so sweet. Thank you. Well, mm -hmm. then then there you go. Um, Brenda, welcome to the team. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so what are we talking about next week, Brenda? <laughs> In awe. <laughs> we'll figure something out, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure we will. I'm sure we will. It'll be a surprise. It'll yeah. be a surprise for all of us. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you both for joining us, for joining me. And I'm loving that we are in season two. And now we have 
a new third party to our team. Mm -hmm. Thank you That's so exciting. much. That's exciting. That's um, exciting. And um, what is it we say, Sophie? We will well, see you, see on, you the on the road. Let's do this again with Brenda joining us. So, Brenda, yes. we will see you on the road is our tagline going out. Okay. So, One, we, two, two three. three. We will, we will see, see you on, on the, the road. road. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.